Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball to talk about. Aaron Gershon, the Cats pose at all the games, at all the pressers, got all the scoop, got all the stories. Check him out at thecatspaws.com. Look, he's been busy on Twitter today, agershon99. Follow that yeah. timeline for all the <laughs> latest news. <laughs> What's going on, AG? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we were just talking about it with uh, David Bouvier and Jalen Whitlow. It's a crazy time with football, and it's almost kind of like a nice the reporter part of me that basketball is a little slow right now, obviously not going to London and get to watch that game from the couch a little bit and cover it from here. And, uh, but, uh, man, yeah, last night we'll dive into, uh, I think that Bellarmine games, uh, maybe we, we talked after North Florida, maybe. So I'm thinking that we really could just focus on this Bellarmine game and then obviously get into, into Michigan here, but man, it was, a. Uh, for a game that was 60 to 41 and ugly and vomit on both sides, <laughs> there's a there's a lot to break down and talk about. And uh yeah, it was a it was an interesting night at Rep Arena last night. Yeah. And as always, you can get all these episodes on believe.com, wherever you get your podcasts as well. Go straight to the site or go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spreaker, Castbox, all those different platforms. Um YouTube, TuneIn, SiriusXM, so many different ways to, to get us on Believe in Kentucky. And we are proud to bring the episodes to you. Follow us on Twitter at Believe in Kentucky. And, um, tweet at us if you like the show or if you want to hear a certain guest. Maybe we can try to have them on or if you got comments. All that good stuff. We'd love to hear your input. Give us a five-star rating on you know, Apple Podcasts or a, a comment. Leave all that kind of stuff. We, we definitely would appreciate it. And, interact with you and, and all that good stuff um this is the basketball episode like we mentioned and it was bellerman coming in they had already advanced if you got the kentucky state championship bracket they, they beat louisville a couple weeks ago they lost to moorhead though oh that's right that's right they came to lexington after being i mean road weary isn't the word yeah, they it was unreal what they did. Yeah, unbelievable. All the you know, Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, Cameron, yeah. Poly Pavilion, Rep Arena. Uh, you know, Scotty Davenport was so grateful and appreciative of and and really honed that in on his players as to what yep. they've got to do from a basketball history standpoint. Absolutely, and uh, obviously, I'm, <laughs> it still hurts for them that they weren't able to participate in the NCAA tournament, or even at least the NIT yeah. last year when they, you know, won the won the A Sun tournament, their first year at Division One. And you know, this year, I don't think they're as good a team, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, they wouldn't have even have the chance, which is just, a, you know, I thought Cal did a pretty good job talking about that after the game. Uh, disagreed with some other things, but I thought he was spot on about how um, with that one and talking about how it really, it's, you know, I get the rule, but it doesn't, the game's supposed to be about the players at the end of the day and it's not benefiting the players. You know, it's now that that COVID waiver is over, you know, unless you redshirt, you're not going to, you know, you have four true years now. So 
Um, it's really a bummer for the kids like the Kurt Hope, who we saw uh, hit some threes last night. He was actually a guy I covered while I was in Indiana at a paper for a year. Uh, sucks for him. He's not going to play in the NCAA tournament if he stays there for four years. And, you know, it, it's it's stuff like that that bothers me. But, yeah, props to what, what Bellerman's endured. And, man, did they give Kentucky a fight for about 30 minutes there uh, last night. Yeah, and they have been on the West Coast. Like I said, just played UCLA. Yeah, on Sunday. Just got back into Louisville. They were in the Atlanta airport in the wee hours, getting back to campus and walkthroughs and all that. Right. Lucky's been off for over a week, and you think, well, hey, man, just just take it to these dudes whose legs are shot and <laughs> all that, and that did not happen. Not at all, man. It, uh, first of all, I mean, we'll start positive. The defense played a pretty really good game. I mean, you, whenever you hold someone to 41 points, I think – it was the lowest total they've allowed in a game since that West Virginia slaughtering in the Sweet 16 uh, back in 2015. So I'll, I'll start with that. Great defense. But, <laughs> man, I guess Bellerman's style of offense is so wacky how they hold on to the ball for the full 30 seconds. And they try to, you know, you mentioned legs being tired for Bellerman. They try to tire out you. And it did. I mean, you saw Severe Wheeler at the end of the game get cramped up. Other guys were checking themselves out. Uh, cramped up so you know it really affected Kentucky and I don't know again we could talk about the preparation of that and get into a whole ordeal we won't go there but uh, all in all to hold them to 41 points is a great job offensively uh, <laughs> 21 points at the half you know 28 points midway through that first half just unacceptable man there were so many turnovers and bad possessions and bad lineups and it was just it was a total disaster until, you know, midway through that second half when, you know, C.J. Frederick got a few shots to go and Antonio Reeves got going a little bit and they pulled away. I mean, it was sloppy. There was a lack of energy. Um, it really, to be honest with you, being in the building, the team was absolutely lethargic and the crowd, you know how Rupp is. It's a very intelligent crowd. I've always been impressed with how intelligent, uh, <laughs> as dumb as some of them sound on Twitter, Kentucky basketball fans that show up at Rupp Arena are pretty smart people, including the students and everyone in that, you know, everyone in that arena. And they really picked up the noise. They brought it and it it kind of carried the team to that 18-3 run that let them put things away. But, man, it was the offense sloppy and bad and every negative adjective I could give you. And the energy, even Antonio Reeves told us after the game, he felt the energy was down in that first half. And that's concerning. And you know, at the end of the day, when there's a lack of energy and a lack of like a seemingly there of a game plan, it falls on the head coach. Like I, I hate it sounds lazy to just blame Cal, but man, and I know he's not the one taking the shots, but it, there were so many issues last night. Um, you almost forget they won the game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true, and uh, it's still you know. Michigan is a, a, a name, yeah. Recognizing, and you go to go to London and do that. So that's, I think Larry Vault was on with with Tom Leach, and you know he 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 took the callism. You know, you uh, you can't make you won't make every shot, but you can't miss them all. Yeah, he's uh, right about that. Larry, Larry said, "Well, you you might not win every big game, but you can't lose them all either." So we we're still Damn right a win against a marquee opponent in a big game 
Sure. Michigan is, you know, like I said, in name only, Power Five, Big Ten opponent, UCLA, Kansas still coming up, you know, so still looking and you got to get it done. Yeah. Michigan should have beat Virginia last night at home. They were up 11 at the half and that lead of sure were in an instant in the second half. They lost by two. So they'll be coming off of a loss. Kentucky's, we, we've seen this in football a lot, fast starts. We need to see a faster start on this, on the basketball court too. <laughs> yeah, because uh, if they play like they did in the first half uh, against Bellarmine, they're not beating Michigan. Uh, the hole will be too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be a rough night when the first three possessions of the game were severe wheeler turnover, severe wheeler turnover, severe wheeler air ball layup. <laughs> I mean, it was just such a disaster early on. And I'm not trying to pick on him, but just happened to go in that order. Yeah. But it, it was just, it was a disastrous offensive showing. And my biggest gripe is that one lineup that Cal worked and it was the most obvious two minutes where they didn't score a point. It was severe CJ Frederick, Damian Collins, Chris Livingston and Lance Ware. Like, what are you trying to accomplish in that? It's 2022. You got to have two, at least two capable shot makers, if not more. I, I would say you really need three or four on the floor, but you need multiple capable shot makers that, you know, as, as soon as that lineup went out, they double team CJ. They let Severe shoot whatever the hell he wants because they know he's only going to make it 30% of the time. And, you know, Lance Ware doesn't do much offensively. Damian Collins, I feel for him. I don't know. I can't imagine what he's going through. He's just not playing great basketball right now. There's no other way to put it. And Chris Livingston is a freshman who is a great hustle player, but he's not a shot maker at this point in his career. It, It was just, what are you trying to accomplish? It felt like Kentucky was trying to work on things in practice during a game that counted. And that makes you question, what the hell were you doing for six days when you had a game? You didn't have, like you said, Vinny, they were well-rested. They didn't have a game. And, you know, they probably got Thanksgiving off, and deservingly so, and all that good stuff. But what were they working on that they felt the need to have that lineup play two minutes together and, of course, score zero points? It was the most obvious zero-point sequence you're ever going to see. And it, it just some of the lineups, man, and we, we talked about it, I think, last week or – I think it was last week and the comment Cal made on his radio show about wanting to put Lance and Oscar out there together. It's just like, I just don't get what's going on. I I really, really am concerned that, you know, you see all these older coaches leaving the game now and, and you see how their programs are. I mean, you look at what Hubert Davis did year one and Roy Williams, Hall of Fame coach, you know, same with Cal, but it's just what is going on here. It is very concerning offensively. And that's why I think <laughs> on our last podcast, I don't remember if it was during the show or after it, Bouvier asked me if uh, he thinks uh, I thought they were going to turn it around. I'm like, if they hire an offense coordinator. <laughs> that is a talk of BBN for sure. And that's, uh, that's been true. all season in football. And now it's, it's kind of carrying over. Um, I think Cal on the call-in show, or maybe, yeah, I think it was said they had worked on late game situation stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good because they were a disaster in that area. Yeah, that's what. But how about like, did I tell you? Was it, did I tell you last week that comment that CJ Frederick made where him and Antonio had never practiced together? Like, you're you've shown. 
it's their best lineup is when those two are on the floor. We saw it yesterday. And I, I just hope, I hope at least in those six days, those two were practicing together and they didn't screw that one up. It's just, I, I really think the issues Kentucky's having is putting the right combination of guys on the floor and then just, you know, some, 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 again, not all the issues are Cal's fault because there are shots that guys are either taking with poor judgment or they're not taking when they should, but it's mostly an offensive issue. And when it's like an offensive philosophy, it's not just like one guy or two guys struggling. That's why you turn to the coach and rip the coach. And there's lots of ways to do stuff, but you, he's talked positionless over the years and right he was asked about small ball with livingston at the four and topping at the five yeah. i don't the, the reluctance still seems like it's there i mean he he thought well maybe we might do this or we could do that we could do this and and it we 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 come back a lot to what can they do defensively we don't want to just trade baskets but you also got them you got to make baskets you know and if the, the best defensive lineup doesn't give you any buckets. I mean, sometimes you right give up something to get something, you know. Yeah, exactly. A bit when you're scoring as well. Yeah, it's all about points at the, at the end of the day. I mean, you, you nailed it. it you have the guys who are capable of outscoring you, and yeah. you don't put them on the floor together. So no, that's a great point, and I think – I think another thing too, you know, I, I made that point about how it felt like they were practicing during a game that counted. They seemed like they weren't trying to feed Oscar as much because they know they can't run an offense through him, like against the good teams. And obviously, part of that too was Oscar just had an off night offensively. I mean, he missed some bunnies uh, last night, just out of character. Everyone's going to have a bad day, is what it is. But I think they were trying to work on that where they were not feeding Oscar as much, trying to, it, it was just like, I don't know. I, I, I think the ideal lineup, like I said, you have one guy in the paint you could rely on. And really right now it's just Oscar because Jacob Toppin, it, it's, I saw a lot of the comparisons to Alex Porthras and I, I honestly, I, I, I wish I could tell you more if I agreed with that or not, just because the, I'd have to go watch a lot of those games uh, and have, make that a fair assessment. But with Toppin last year, a lot of his offensive game was 18 footers, some threes, and be that threat as a shooting four. This year, they want to move him in more because he's so physically gifted. Uh, he can make those shots on occasion, but if he adds that to his game too, you know, that's going to make him a first-round pick, and that's going to make him an elite player. So his reluctancy to kind of play around the rim and make some things happen down low and do the dirty work, if he could do that, then, yeah, you can have him and Oscar on the floor together or have one or the other. But it's like they're in a position right now, man, where it's – you can't Oscar's going to play like 38 minutes just so you have a post presence because no one else is capable. And then you've got to surround him with at least two, three shooters. So it would be like CJ and Antonio. And then, you know, either Kaysen Wallace or Severe Wheeler have to be on the floor. I would lean toward playing Kaysen more, but he's a freshman and Severe's a great passer. And then you figure out what you're going to do with the four, three spots. It's just a mess right now. But all I know is, this team is overly reliant on Oscar right now. They're and it's that that's just you, you can't win in present day basketball um, going through a big like look at Gonzaga. They go through Drew Timmy and they're not winning championships. They've gone through them three years in a row. 
him and Chet Holgram last year, they were their team and they went through them and they didn't win. Hunter Dickinson's a great player. They don't win at Michigan. They don't win championships. You know, elite guard play wins championships and they got to get that. Yeah, because as, as good as Oscar is, or as, good, as great a year as he had last year, Still, it ended in a one and done. Still raw offensively. He's still he's still yes. and still doesn't have go to well, if you know he if he knows he can do this and get a bucket. He's he's not to that point yet. He's still no. a work in progress offensively. And the top in Porthras athleticism, both of them lack consistent aggressiveness. Yes, grit is the word that Cal used, and he's right. And as unaggressive as Poitras is, was, I think he was still more aggressive than Toppin has been to this point. Right. Yeah, that's why I was going to ask you what you remembered on that. Because, again, it was a little – I was still in Connecticut, so I didn't watch every game like I would while I'm here. But it's just – It was – the first, I think it might have been Poitras' first game. They were playing Duke. Somebody shot a jumper and missed, and he went in and just got the the nastiest, most aggressive tip put back dunk over uh, like two or three guys. He was just tearing. Yeah, and Jacob Top. That's the thing you see the way Toppin finishes at the rim when there's no one in the area. He's a high flyer. He's a guy who you know when he's in the NBA, even if he's a second round pick, he's gonna be like Hamadou Diallo. He's gonna be in the dunk contest. Right. It's just it. it you got to you're he's going to be stronger than uh, definitely during this part of the schedule. He, maybe Hunter Dickinson can body him a little bit, but he's going to be stronger than a lot of the guys he faces all year long just because he's that talented. Yeah. And he's got to be able to trust that. Yeah, Dickinson is a low, but Poitras that first game had in for all the old people out here. He had everybody thinking this, this, this second coming to Sean Kemp, this dude, right? I mean, this and there was you would see spurts of it, and then you just kind of disappear, and you kind of just fade away. It just you know, is it motor? Is it whatever you want to call it? It just wasn't there all the time. So right, but yeah, Toppin like Cal called him out, and Toppin said all the right things. Yeah, Toppin did say all the right things. All that. So we'll see if a fire gets lit under him, and in because you know he's put in a lot of work, and hopefully he, he sure can, does show some of this work and reap some of the benefits of all this work in a game situation. And he's a leader on this team. I mean, I think we both praised his comments after the Gonzaga game, you know, talking about how guys, you know, weren't stepping up and they couldn't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to quote him because I don't have it in front of me, but you know, he, he called this team out and he called himself out too. He was being a leader and you know, you got to walk that walk, right? You know, if, if you're going to be a credible leader, you got to say what you mean. And so, you know, he knows and he knows that and he's got to start showing it. And he's got a hell of an opportunity against Hunter Dickinson on su- on Sunday. And then, you know, UCLA is coming up. And so is, uh, you know, so is FCC play. Mm-hmm. He quote tweeted Cal Tucker because Cal didn't put the quote about Jacob saying. Me. Yeah, he wanted to make sure he knew that. He yeah. hey, you know, he's. He's owning stuff and, and, you know, trying to put the onus on himself, like you said, as as a good leader should, not yeah. like Zach Wilson. But so. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and Cal to what, I think after the post-game presser or whatever it was, but he said, you know, he still says we got a good team and all this. We're right. going to break out. So we, we'll see if they. Let's see it, man. That's what, you know, everybody's kind of waiting to see it. 
Yeah. And again, it, what's so frustrating, we talked about it, I think last week, maybe two weeks ago is, you know, uh, at the on the grand scheme of things, you know, these games don't make or break the season, but they come back to bite you in March when you're not playing when you, when and where you want to play right now. It's very, very early, but bracketology is pretty accurate. I would say in the seeding lines, not, not the opponents, but the seeding lines. And right now, Kentucky's resume is that of a 60. I mean, that's what Joe Lenardi has him at. And that dropped from a four a week ago and a one number one overall to start the year. So, you know, <laughs> if you have a six seed resume, it's time to get to work, man. You got to beat Michigan on Sunday. You got to at least play UCLA really well. Probably need to win that game. But because, uh, again, uh, again, uh, the SEC is very top heavy this year. You've got the big boys, you've got Arkansas, you've got Auburn, you've got Tennessee, and you've got Alabama. You've got the mid-LSU team, maybe Mississippi State, Missouri. It's kind of early to tell if they're for real or not. They haven't played anybody yet. And then you've got some just bad teams this year. There's a lot of rebuilding going on in the league with new coaches. So you got to stack these dubs. And uh, they missed two opportunities, and they got to cash in on the two they've got left. And you know, that's the downside. Like Kentucky fans, and I get it, trust me, love that Louisville zone seven. And I, I mean, who it's funny, it's great. If Louisville was good, that's a resume building win you could get. Now you beat them, it's like as good as beating Bellarmine and at Florida AM. So it's like, you know, you don't have that many opportunities to stack that resume left just because of the the way the SEC is gonna be and the way, you know. You have Kansas, UCLA, and Michigan State. You've got to go at least two and one in those three games, if you ask me. And if that Louisville game is close at the half. Whoop. Yeah, if that game is close at if that game's close after 10 minutes, man, they're gonna be calling for yeah. That's why part of me is like, please I don't want to be in the Las Vegas Bowl because I don't want I want to go to New York, but please put us in Texas or Memphis. That way I can get to that. I just want to feel the crowd. I, I know the result should be what the result everyone thinks is going to be, including the folks down the road uh, in Louisville. But man, if that game's close, you should have heard Rupp last night, man. There were some boos and some words I can't say on here. They were some very, there's some very pissed off fans for lack of better terms. Yeah. So I know. You know, Kenny is your boy, and he was your assistant for a little bit. You can't, you can't fool around. And let this game be close. No, you got to bury them, man. You got to do what you've done to them. They buried them in 2017. They buried them in 2018. Uh, the game at Rupp last time went to overtime, but those, I mean, that was a Louisville team ranked number one at one point that year. So it was a talented Louisville team. And then, you know, you, I guess really your last game against them, you lost actually uh, the COVID year. They kind of dodged you last year, like Jacob Toppin likes to say. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta just stop. You gotta just no mercy there. Like you said, there, there's a friendship between the coaches, but you got to step on their throats. You got to really have some, you got to have some style points. That's why, you know, it was really good to see them beat up on the, in the first four non-conference games or not uh, cupcake games. They're all non-conference so far, but uh, that's that Bellarmine game against the team. That's in the, you know, tier four back half of the Ken back 20 of the Ken Palm. You can't have close games against them. You just can't, it, it hurts your resume. And that's all what this all about. I mean, other than figuring themselves out, this is all resume stacking. Like Purdue, 
they got to be feeling pretty good. UConn, they got to be feeling pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Even Missouri and Mississippi State, who were trying to get in, they got to be feeling pretty good because that they're cleaning up and you know putting themselves in a better tier. So it it's just frustrating. They got to get this win on Sunday. And like I said, two and one uh, in those Michigan, UCLA, Kansas games at worst has got to be the case. Yeah, because you're a Yankees fan. It's like Yogi Bear used to say, it gets late early. So That's damn right. Yeah, I mean, you can lose the season early. You can't win it early. You can lose. We saw what happened in, uh, in during the COVID year. They started one and six. The season was over. Even when they got on a little heater, uh, they won. I think they won their thir- first three conference games, and the season was still over. You knew they weren't going to be able to d- catch up enough to get back in that dance. And I'm not saying this is a Kentucky team that's going to miss the NCAA tournament, but you could be a Kentucky team that's kind of like in a 2014 situation where you're an eight seed. Absolutely, that that's where you've that's the hole you're in right now if you don't get these wins. Yeah, yeah, and and we've seen them jail late before. You don't you hope you don't have for to sure. That. But uh, yeah, you don't want. Last year they peaked early. Team with this veteran team, you didn't expect to see some right. Need to jail. You know, we. You know, we roll our eyes at what he said. You know, the video uh, with the <laughs> DJ the PSA yeah. shirt and all that. Be patient and all this kind of stuff. And you know, nobody wanted to hear that. And everybody's still having to be patient. But I you know Oscar wasn't here. And you didn't have. But it still seems like more out of sorts than you would think. I think it's it's. I mean, when he said that, I I knew he was gonna. I knew it was gonna be accurate because he's not gonna say that. He's 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 a blunt guy. That's one thing I really respect about him. But uh, I didn't think it would be I didn't think it would be sixty points against the defense that can't slow down, stop a nose. I mean, Loyola Marymount put eighty five on them, man. Eighty five from Loyola Marymount. They gave up they gave up fifty to Campbellsville, Harrisburg, and NAIA team. That was the lowest total of the year, and they're in the NAIA. And Kentucky didn't even get to fifty to like midway through the second half if not later than that it was like in the 40th minute not 40th minute in the 35th minute so it's got to be it's got to be better they got to have some, i mean this michigan team is i know they gave virginia a hard time and you said that game was in ann arbor right yeah. so they probably had a pretty good home court they usually do up there mm-hmm. um they gotta they they don't i in my opinion they can't just i think they gotta win this game by double digits i don't know what the line is on this game i don't know if it's out I know like ESPN's FPI has them like 86% chance to win it. They're the better team and they got to show it. And if they could show it against a quality Michigan program that has been deep in the tournament the last couple of years, uh, even if it ends up not being the greatest year for Michigan, it will help at the end of the day. uh, you got to win some, you got to have some style points um, on Sunday, in my opinion. I think you need a, a, need a 10 win. You need a 10 win. You kind of similar to what Gonzaga did to you. That would be huge, I think. Yeah. And it would be huge for the confidence. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So Sunday at 1 o'clock our time. Oh, and that's the worst time ever, man. It's NFL Sunday, really. Like, I, I, I've already – I'm contemplating how I want to watch. Like, I'm not – the Giants are not getting the small screen on NFL Sunday. So hmm. I'll figure it out. Who the Giants got? Washington. It's a huge game. The way our whole division, man. Your Cowboys, my Giants. It was a better Thanksgiving game than I thought. I mean, didn't think they'd win. I thought it would go the way it did, but the whole division's in the playoffs right now. Yeah. 
we were the laughing stock of the league forever. Now we're uh, it's back to the eighties uh, NFC East. Let them laugh. This is it's not even close. The most prestigious division. Oh in yeah, history. So it's cool. it's really cool right now. It's not gonna be down forever. <laughs> and I still make fun of the Eagles because they only contributed one Super Bowl to this. Correct. Yes. So, and I, I hate it, but I, I got to root for the Titans Sunday. If we can get Tennessee to knock Philly off, that'd help us all. I'd help all help all costs, man. Yeah, and the Giants beating Washington would be huge to just get getting that last playoff spot or one of the last two spots. So it uh yeah, it's fun right now in the NFC East. Lawrence Taylor tweeted out, "Y'all's gonna be all right." So uh, that's what that calmed me down. <laughs> a lot of injuries, like I said, I, when they were up at halftime, it was like playing with house money at that point. So kudos to Dallas, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to Sunday. That's it. And it's bowl reveal day. It's just gonna be a wild day. It's, it's that this that time of year, man. It's just everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. That's right. So we'll keep up with all of it and. Keep up with the cats on the basketball episodes and the football episodes and you know all things UK here on Believe in Kentucky. You know, follow Aaron at A Gershon ninety nine and read his work at the Cats Paws. He does great stuff. And look, man, he's you know had the stories with the football happenings that we talked about in the other episode. When the basketball heats up, he'll be there as well. So just just follow him. Keep up with everything. Keep tuning in to us. Tell your friends about us and hope you enjoy the episode. Get yourself some merch. Cat Daddy's got shirts. Shop.believe.com. And if you go to ASCA Blue, all our episodes will be there as well. So we appreciate everybody listening and tuning in and checking us out. All the ways you can consume the podcast. AG Man, be safe. Enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday to do it all again. Yes, sir. Y'all be good. It's been another episode of Believe in Kentucky, and we'll holler at y'all next time. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.